You are listening to the John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. Well, folks, here we go. 12.06 on this Tuesday. Is this the noon report? It is. Yes. This is Juan. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on this Tuesday, August 29th. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Yes, everybody. I might just start saying that. Yes. Yes to everybody watching on Facebook Live. It is the chosen Juan. Remember, we go with our top stories. You get the news first. News that other media outlets ignore or just decide they don't want to go with it. We don't operate that way. Let me be very clear. This is a program for adults. When I say adult content, I don't mean, you know, that type of adult content. I just mean if you want, like, like I did get an email from someone saying, you know, you never seem to give out, like, where are the best places to get clam cakes and chowder? Or you never talk about what's your favorite flavor of Dell's. And, you know, all of, yeah, correct. And it's never going to happen. Yes. Thank you, Gary. Well, we don't have one right now, folks, because we are, especially with the good weather, what does that mean? It means high crime. That's exactly right. But no, um, everybody has, as they call it, like a lane, right? Everybody does a lane. There's one member of the media, I won't say who, that shows up and uh, he likes to live stream um all these tedious state house hearings. And, you know, 13 people are watch, watching. We do something a little bit differently. It's a little more challenging, right? I am, someone said to me, are you the creator of the on the scene? It was, it was actually someone from another city, recognizable. Uh, we wanna uh, get in contact with the creator of the on the scene live stream. I said, yes, as a matter of fact, guilty as charged. You have found the chosen one. Folks, it's it's very demanding. When it it pays off, boom, it does pay off. Such as like Friday night, right? You know, as much as I do miss riding with Cranston Police, we anticipate having an announcement on that coming up. I believe we're gonna resume. Uh, right after Labor Day. I believe we are. However, uh, it's also not lost on me <laughs> that Friday, which was an event, so to speak, um, uh, I have heard from, the, and, and it's pretty, I've heard from seven different countries of people watching <laughs> our footage of the ACI incident, of which Again, the governor, Governor McGreed, continues to, you know, be in denial on that. We're also, uh, but anyhow, my point is, I have to weigh, all right, what if I was with an officer and um, and we're pulling over people on Reservoir Avenue while this is going on? But anyhow, no, but the real answer is, if that had happened, then we'd have to. But, um, you know, everything we do, it's all like you're you're laying the groundwork when something big happens and it, and it it did obviously happen on Friday night. So we have details on that. We have the latest now. Next Tuesday, special election primary day, the CD1 race. There's big developments and there's things happening that are going to go beyond this. So I'm going to tell you about that. There are developments in the East Providence story, scandal. Notice no one else is going with that. Why? It's a unique story. I may even start with that. And then obviously, um, I, you know, there was a time I'd pay attention to some of the hurricane stuff. I do have a my youngest goes to school down around there, and they had to evacuate out of the area. But um, the good news is, starting Thursday, it's like it looks like a ten-day stretch of incredible weather. September, October could be incredible weather. But the, I want to remind you that this portion of the program is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, thirty-six eighty-eight Quaker Lane in North Kingstown where they have two words, folks, native vegetables, corn, tomatoes, peppers, cucumbers, onions, zucchini, yellow squash. They have it all. Stop it and see them. They grind it. You know, we have, um, I think, you know, I really respect their next day off is Christmas Day. Unfortunately, I don't get Christmas Day off. No, I'm just saying they they really work it. And and you want to shop local and it's quality. 
and and they're just terrific. They've been great sponsors of the program. Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. People drive from all over, and I love when people pop in and say, you know, I I hear Juan talk about you and blah blah blah. Folks, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Now check out topetro.com, and you can um, really, um, you know, you'll view. Uh, everything that that everyone is talking about right now. We have a couple of different stories. I also just want to address, I have no idea why, uh, very quickly at 1211, I don't know. Uh, I will address this. Thank you. Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say delete the app. And download it again. I normally don't do this type of thing in the middle of our program, but it it is. Um, I have no idea, and that's all I'm going to say about it. Since we're live, so I'm very sorry. Someone trying to join, they're not allowing me in. I have no idea on that. We haven't changed anything. I want to thank David for saying that everything is fine. So, but folks, to the Coincid Inn, two twenty six Coincid Avenue, West Warwick. Lunch, dinner, drinks in the lounge, they're waiting for you at the Cuisinant. And they have now the market at the Cuisinant, which has prepared film, f- um, food. Now, I want to just touch on, I am going to talk about the ACI. There's major developments that is happening in going to be the aftermath of this CD1 race, Congressional District 1. We have two U.S. senators, like every other state, Senator Whitehouse, Senator Reid. We have two Rhode Island congressional districts. It was Langevin. Now it's Seth Magaziner. Congressional District 2. And then the northern part that then goes East Bay. Cicilline was the congressperson. Um, that would be referred to. You hear it's it's CD1. So CD1, CD2. I don't think it's that complicated. But Cicilline left. Primary, special election next Tuesday. Channel 12 is doing the debate tonight. If there's nothing going on, I plan to watch it. If there is something going on, then that's okay. But um, I'm going to touch on that. But I I really want to just touch on because a couple of things, folks. I mean, I am not surprised that we have problems on the roadways. As someone that deals with the public seven days a week all the time, I'm not surprised people had so much difficulty during COVID. I'm, I, you know what? I'm not surprised at anything. There's something that I have really learned by dealing with the public is, and it's, I'm not going to say it's an American problem. I'm not saying it's a Rhode Island problem, but people don't read. People don't read. People can't read the simplest thing. And I see it and I, I you can't focus on it, but for whatever reason, there were people that just <clears throat> I don't know what to make of it. They they don't read. Um, and I see it, unfortunately, every single day, right? We have a headline, a picture, and a link to the story. The amount of people that just start commenting, <clears throat> that's one thing social media has done, is 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 given people the the impression that they should just spout out about whatever, even though they have no idea what they're talking about. So, but I'm not surprised we have accidents because people just, they, they don't read. Even when it says Chalkstone Avenue, Providence, people put, now where was this? <clears throat> that I, I don't know how else, do, do you think anyone's reading the directions? No wonder like years ago, that woman, her cat was in the rain and she put the cat in the microwave oven and then, you know, it exploded. Then she actually sued because nowhere did it say don't put a pet inside a microwave oven. But my point is, it's it can be challenging. But I want to just be really clear about this East Providence scandal. Now, first of all, it's the first of its kind. A lot of people don't know about OnlyFans. I, I really don't know that much about it. I know when it started, it's new. It's different. It's, it's, it is like... There, I, I don't fully get it, and I think it's also, it's got different, there's male, there's female, there's gay. I mean, I think that it's, it's all different factions, only fans, and it's subscriber-based. But some women, I think men, may do just um, 
certain, you know, like uh, model pictures. Others go more into that. But the the individual at City Hall, this is this is really simple. It is different. It's the first of its kind. It's it's um, if you had a worker near Providence that would go from their lunch hour down to one of the gentlemen's clubs and work and then go back to their office, someone might say, I'm going to just touch on this really quickly. Well, she's doing it during her lunch hour. The part that people just seem to ignore is, I don't know about Providence, but in East Providence, they have a code of conduct and a personnel guide. When, when you're hiring someone, there's not everybody does, but they do. And it's a union shop. So, but you, you're agreeing to um, terms of employment. And, and it's, it's very clear on the website, tobejo.com, if people could take two blanking minutes and just click on the link and read it. So with this particular individual, now this thing of OnlyFans, I'm not sure exactly when it started. I really started hearing about it on TikTok. It, it could have been around for a while. I really started hearing about it on TikTok about, I don't know, a year ago, maybe 18 months ago. Maybe it's been around for, I, I mean, I, I just, I didn't know about it. And I, I understand some people are saying, well, if it's subscriber base and you have an individual, it's no one's business. Okay, but again, you go to the city hall um, employee guide, um, code of conduct and so forth, and, and they have things about if an employee takes a second job outside of their regular job. I also want to remind people. I shouldn't say remind because I think people don't really understand. There's a lot of young people. They have no idea how local government works. They don't realize that if you live in East Providence, your your tax dollars pay for the mayor and all the staff and the city hall people and police and fire and down the line. So there is a difference if someone works in whatever, a private company, some office. And the person that runs the office says, hey, I have no problem with it at all. Okay, that's one thing. <clears throat> that's not what this is. These are taxpayers. I think it's reasonable that someone from East Providence who's a taxpayer. And by the way, this story was kind of floating, I found out, last week. I found, about, found out about it on Thursday or Friday of last week. So at the end of last week. So... Um, it's not a matter of a subscriber or anything like that, but it, it was floating out there that this individual, you know, was was using social media and even putting posts that they were running. And it, by the way, they're called a creator, apparently, because I again, people go ballistic over the simplest thing. I was saying having an account. It's not so much having an account. It's your creator of content is what it is. So, okay, can we like these people, when people feel they're knowledgeable, they go ballistic over like the slightest detail. All right, whatever. People are paying this individual. Now, I also want to mention board of canvassers where this individual works. So it's, it's a young woman by the way, I, I communicated with her. She denies it's her. She denies she has an account. I don't think that's the right way to go. I believe if she wanted to argue it um, and she's on leave of absence while they're investigating this, I think it should have been trying to argue that it doesn't interfere with her job. But like, I'm not providing some of the defense. There are pictures of her doing it during the day. You know what happened is people that are familiar with East Providence City Hall, it's my understanding, they recognized the background and said, wow, this is someone doing it from inside East Providence City Hall. Um, and I, I don't think I've ever been in East Providence City Hall. I certainly haven't been in the ladies room in East Providence City Hall. So as a matter of fact, I've never been in East Providence City Hall. I'm not exactly sure. I, I think I kind of know where it is right off 195, but I'm not positive. But my point is, it, it is... Um, it's tough. People can't read basic details. This is what I also think is unique about this is I am unaware that there's been another incident like this. There are city employees that have second jobs. For example, very, very common, 
no matter where people are, that firefighters have a second job because of the nature of their work. They, um, you know, have certain so many days on, so many days off. But it's it's my understanding that someone has to be required to get permission and alert them to having this second job. So it's not a matter of some of the comments. Hey, it's her body, her choice. Okay, not exactly. <clears throat> she should be allowed to do it in her own private you know, what she does in her own time is up to her, not according to Code of Conduct Employee Handbook for East Providence. So, like these false things that people just throw out, it doesn't apply. You're also ignoring that it sure looks like someone who is doing some kind of filming um, and posting it on social media, which I did see d- during, <clears throat> like, hey, I'm managing it while I still have my full time job. So, I'd like to, um, it's, it's unique in that sense. I think that if, if you had any type of city worker that was working in, <clears throat> however you'd want to describe it, um, the adult industry, the adult providing that type of content, I, I fully get people, you know, she should be, a, there's a difference though when you sign on and say, it's, it's condition of employment, right? Condition of employment. And, and I just want to put a period on this. What people, all of this stuff about, you know, this isn't fair and they should pay more and blah, blah, blah. I, I just want you to think, imagine if you hired someone to work in an office. Forget about just the nature that this happens to be taxpayer and, it, and it, it's city. And, and by the way, if you check to Petro.com, I got a comment from the mayor's office. We are aware of the incident. We don't comment on personal matters, but we're aware that they are looking into this. I have another, you know, um, the person's been put on paid leave and there's an investigation and blah, blah, blah. But here's the part I just want to touch on. For those that want to act like, hey, you know, free country and she should be blah. Imagine if you hired someone. Okay. You know, you get to start Monday. Uh, this is just a granted hypothetical, but on Tuesday, if the person said, you know, I realize I think I'd rather just work from home. And I think it'd be fair if an employer said, okay, um, when we hired you, you agreed you were going to come into the office. Now, and then if the person said, yeah, but you know, I've thought about it and I think I just, I'll do the job, but I just want to do it from home. Well, I think it would be fair and reasonable if an employer said, well, that, that, that's not the conditions of employment when we hired you. When we hired you, you agreed to come into the office. I'm not saying some people don't work out accommodations, work from home. But my point is just to put a period on this. It, no matter what the job is, there's conditions of employment. Um, there are people that, whatever it may be, right, you're going to have to work weekends for whatever type of job. And then when the weekend is rolling along, the person says, you know, I've thought about it. I really don't like that they're working Saturday and Sunday. Well, you know, when we hired you, we told you it could be weekends. This weekend you have to work. Well, <clears throat> so my point is employers also do have rights. And when you're talking about taxpayers, I don't think it's that uh, unreasonable that uh, if you're a taxpayer in the city of East Province, and by the way, this could be from anywhere, that while someone is conducting business and they're supposedly working on the taxpayer dime, that that's the type of business they're doing. So if you want to read about it, read about it on depetro.com. Now, I want to talk about the ACI, folks, but this portion of the program is brought to you by AtMed Urgent Care. I want to, um, by the way, I hear from so many different people that say thank you for telling me about AtMed Urgent Care, which means walk-in urgent care center. They're open seven days a week, two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Johnson, 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich. And it's just that, doctors and nurses, why did I go to AtMed Urgent Care? It's really simple. I didn't want to wait. At an emergency room, which a lot of times, especially now coming into the fall, when you come into the flu season, 
I'm not going to get into debate about COVID, but it is definitely a strain is going around. It's affecting some people. It's not affecting everybody. But if you don't want to wait at an emergency room, I encourage you to go to AtMed Urgent Care. I've been to both locations. Why? I need an urgent care. 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston, right in the Atwood Medical Center. 5750 Post Road East Greenwich. They're open seven days a week, doctors and nurses at Med Urgent Care. Now, I want to give you the latest on the ACI. For those that have been following this, I'm not going to go on and on about it. But those that have been following the story, uh, if you check the website to Petro.com, we've basically had what happened. I started to get details that night. Now, I'm very close to getting information on exactly who these gang members are. So I have some names. I don't want to be wrong. So waiting a little bit on confirmation. But anything that like anything that the the local TV stations are reporting, we basically reported on Saturday. Today is Tuesday. I'm not I'm not knocking them. A lot of the local media don't work weekends. Right? Don't work weekends. Um, as many of you know, we we do. And so, and we, one of the reasons we do is because it's, you, you go with or not, because it's an advantage to us um, with our operation and DePetro.com and on the scene live stream to, you know, they also generally leave right after they do the live hit at the top of the news. We don't, right? You look at the footage. I mean, I have footage of what's going on at the ACI at, at two o'clock in the morning. So, my point is, notice, you still don't hear the governor saying anything. Um, the corrections problem, I also noticed the local media is not pushing the fact that we found out that they did have weapons. They were, and it's everything that's coming out is essentially what we have been reporting, which was there were two correctional officers hurt. It was gang fight. Two rival gangs. Um, and then you had, as the uh, correctional officials were attempting to break it up, not just one, two got injured because then one got punched in the nose. I still say whoever what that was <coughs> showed that was incredible that they um, came back to came back to work while that whole scenario was playing out. I don't know why they're not applauding that individual. Maybe they have policies against it. I'm not going to try to tell them how to do the job. But one thing that we do know is without question, the more details that are notice like it's slowly starting to leak, leak out. Inmates who prompted ACI lockdown to be disciplined. Well, in what way? The lack of discipline at the Department of Corrections because of people like Governor McKee, because of people like State Senator Josh Miller, because of a lot of the progressives and the Democrats at the State House, <clears throat> they tend to be light on law enforcement. And therefore, they have taken away a lot of the tools. I, in no way, I've learned a lot about corrections over the past couple of days. I am no way trying to be an expert. There are people that are very, very knowledgeable in this area. And and I would defer to them on that. But this was maximum security. It was something out of the ordinary. I noticed that they, they continue, though, because of McKee's direction to try to downplay it. You know, correction officers suffered, like, again, Channel 12, minor injury while breaking up a fight. Well, you know, my, see, notice, like, they, they, oh, it was minor. Minor? The officer was punched in the face by an inmate. That's a serious infraction. That was a serious infraction that led to an out-of-control atmosphere. But Channel 12 just blindly follows the lead of and and it was McKee that wouldn't let the correctional officers go in and do what they had to do. So now 
Channel 12. I'll go with them. The lockdown continued early in the Saturday morning. Now they're reporting, oh, this is new. Several dozen inmates refused to leave, leave the facility's secured yard. Huh. So it wasn't just two people fighting. Wow. So as I was getting email from people of like, you know, your report, this was Saturday. Your report, totally wrong. No one else is saying that. Channel 10, Channel 12, they're not saying that. How? Oh, suddenly now on Tuesday, oh, it looks like there were 58 inmates as we had been reporting it. Investigators have identified a number of inmates who encourage others to challenge correctional officers, as well as several others who assaulted staff. Again, it's exactly as I said. I got the nastiest message from someone. You are drama queen. You're making that up. There were just two guys fighting. This was all about nothing. Oh, suddenly on Tuesday, looks like this was about something. In total, 58 inmates involved in some way. Two correctional officers suffered. Again, they continue with the minor injuries. Huh. You know, at no point, but what, what's missing from that? I'll tell you. I'll fill in the blank on it. What's missing from that? The word that the Democrat officials don't like to use. The word that. Democrat politicians and local media. It's a four-letter word. Four-letter word. Gang. G-A-N-G. Gang. What have I been telling you? Oh, no, no. Don't. What is McKee, Matos, all the progressives up at the State House, Josh Miller, Tierra Mack? He's a racist. Anyone that uses the word gang is a racist. So what do they do? So no one uses that terminology anymore, even though it was gang related, even though the Department of Corrections was on the phone with the Providence police during that whole standoff in trying to say, hey, we want to um, can we get a little go through your gang database that you're not supposed to have since Lieutenant Governor Matos made them close it down? I mean, this is, folks, you've heard the expression, inmates running the asylum. And this is, to me, it's like, it's another example of it. What that, I'll also, I, I take exception to this business. And, and again, I've heard from, you know, this has been going on for, for the past, for a while now. You know, um, when I used to be on the, I'll share with you with something. When I used to be on the air down the dial, you know, afterwards you finish the show and they're like, kind of uncomfortable when you use the word illegal alien. Can't you just, you know, you're the only one using that. Everyone else, you know, kind of don't, you You know, think you could kind of get that. It was like, you know, you really need to say gang. You know, we got a complaint using the word gang. It's kind of, ra- listen, gang is not racist in nature. I, I say there are motorcycle gangs. There are motorcycle gangs. There's a number of them in Woodsocket, as a matter of fact. I, I used to watch Sons of Anarchy. I mean, there's different forms of gangs. In prisons, there's a lot of different gangs. Kind of uncomfortable with that language. Do you really have to use the word gang? Who, who says it's racist? That's not, <laughs> it's not racist. There are, by the way, in a lot of, not so much here, but in, in a lot of prisons, there's the, like, white supremacists. Gang members. They're all tattooed up in the whole deal. So I take exception with, you know, I'm looking right now, the Channel 6 thing, they, they won't use the word gang. Inmates who all seem to be aligned were against other inmates who all seem to be aligned. Gee, what's another term we could use for that? Let's try to, like, it's, it's preposterous. But the media just caves to this foolishness, you know? Um, it, can you imagine if you were watching a football game and the announcers were saying, you know, that's funny. The players all wearing red shirts on one side of the ball seem to be squaring off against players 
that are wearing white sh- uh, red shirts or whatever. Red shirts are on the this side and they have the ball. And the, t- the players that seem to be in white shirts seem to be in the other side of the field. Uh, yeah, they're all you have one team that's wearing red shirts and another team that's wearing white shirts. Let's let's not call them a team. Let's just say they're all individuals wearing different. Oh, my God. It's just preposterous with this type of stuff. It is also wildly unfair. Folks, as I have said, I'm not trying to be a broken record here. Um, And I've heard from, you know, then people, my husband's in there and he's not a murderer. Okay, listen, I didn't say everybody, but there are maximum security is where the dangerous prisoners, most violent prisoners are. I, I didn't say everybody, but if there's five, if there's 10, if there's 20 of them, that's that's a lot. It's it it, it you're, you're it's it's a dangerous situation nonetheless. I want to repeat what I said. I think it was a missed opportunity. Uh, we've also learned, as I've reported, and no one else, no one will report that the inmates had broken into the truth shed to get weapons. They also won't report that that is an elite team that they have. At Corrections, which is the CERT team, Correctional Emergency Response Team. And they were standing by and they were ready to go in and they could have put that thing down really quickly with the riot gas. And it was the McKee people that backed off. You know, I'll tell you what's unfair about that is is the people that are making the decisions are not the people that have to be there seven days a week, 24 hours a day, day to day. Right, McKee, he, the guy is—he's just so weak. He's so weak, need, and you know, I—I I can't. You're in that type of situation, and it—it's—I've interviewed people that have been in a frustrating situation like that. You know, there's a an interview online, and it was actually testimony about when President Biden ordered the evacuation of Afghanistan. And there were our military that identified the individual that they believed to have a bomb. And they were also communicating that they had a clear shot on that individual. And they were told to stand down. And when you hear them talk about that and just how frustrating that was and then what happened after that and the chaos and folks, I want to be really clear. They're, they're all the same. Don't you understand? McKee is Biden. They both have legal problems. They're both in over their head. Neither the one of them are equipped to handle the challenges at hand. When in that situation, they always fold like a tent. They collapse like a cheap suit. What did Governor McKee say last year? He thinks Biden is the best president Rhode Island has ever seen. And he's running the place, (laughs) meaning Governor mislead. So that testimony about that Afghanistan debacle, I I, I can't even imagine how frustrating that must have been that we, we have identified who it is. There he is. He's got the, he is, Leading the suicide bombers. This is about to go sideways. We can take them out right now. One shot. Sharpshooters. Prepared. Trained. Boom. This is the moment. This is the field goal kicker stepping up. I've kicked this a thousand times. I've been practicing. I'm ready. Send me in. Let me do my job. They are ready. They are prepared. McKee, stand down. Nope, stand down. You know, McKee and Alorza, they're the same type that were telling. uh, It was Mayor Alorza, June of 2020. What did he say to the Providence Police? We have a large group of individuals that are outside the Providence Police Mall. Let them vent. No, let that's okay. Let them destroy downtown. That's the least we could let them do because George Floyd overdosed on the streets of Minneapolis. So what we, the right thing to do 
is let them burn a cruiser, destroy the mall, uh, light another building on fire downtown, do complete destruction, and you know, violently assault our Providence police. It's the least we can let them do because George Floyd overdosed on the streets of Minneapolis on Memorial Day of um, he ingested too much fentanyl when they caught him. So we, we need to let them, right? That was, that was a Lorza. Yeah, because that's a good idea. That makes a lot of sense because that happened there we should allow someone to commit arson in downtown Providence. Like that's, that's just how pathetic these individuals are. No, uh, I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna second guess what was the right call, but I will say this, it should have been, you're there. I, he, this is what I would say, if it was Governor Juan, you're there, you, you're gonna make the call and I'm going to back you up on whatever that call is. If you're saying right now that you feel the proper thing to do is to send in your team and put an end to this thing right now, if you decide to do that, I will back you on that. You're there. You're there day and night. This is, this is why I have you, right? You're going to make the call on that. That's what it's going to be. Boom. And then... Then I will back you in it. But that's not McKee. No, right? McKee always blames everybody else. Moment of decision. No, don't. Even though they had people in harm's way, even though their team's trained and ready to go. But what it, what it, you know, and again, I, I don't know. Maybe the director of corrections is fully on board with that. Maybe the director of corrections would have said, I still think we're going to hold off. Possible. But what I don't think should happen is the likes of McKee and Matos making those types of decisions. That apart, I think, is unfair. I think there's a lot of analogies in sports. I do. Um, you know, either you, you trust your team or you don't. I, I want to just give one quick analogy. That's okay. People can shoot it down. But, hey, at the end of the Super Bowl... It was Bill Belichick against Pete Carroll. And the in his headphones, Bill, you know, coach, we have a timeout here. What did Belichick do? He was locked on Pete Carroll. He saw confusion on the Seattle sideline. Russell Wilson started to run off the field and he came running back on. What did Belichick say? I'm not bailing him out. I'm not bailing him out. They came out. They knew the formation. They had practiced it. The Patriots had footage of Malcolm Butler not going over the top and getting it. When Seattle lined up, Patriots did not bail him out with a timeout. Nope. Nope. Pete Carroll, he blinked. Totally should have had Marshawn Lynch run the ball in. Forever they have to live with that decision, losing the Super Bowl. Malcolm Butler, boom, comes over the top. Intercepts the pass, which the Patriots had prepared for. My point is, Belichick didn't blink. Can you imagine? <laughs> I just had a funny thought for a moment. Can you imagine a Belichick against someone like a Governor McGreed? Can you imagine you have a population a little over one million people. You're the governor, and you get to pick a number two, and you pick Sabina Matos. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and your best friend is Pork Boy. I mean, that further, no further questions. Your witness, what more do we really need? Here's the thing, and let me just finish it. Like, based on that, of course every decision he makes is wrong. Like, every, every, every instinct that comes to the guy is wrong. <clears throat> He's Biden. He's Biden. Biden, you're the pre- you can pick anyone to be a vice president. Kamala Harris. I mean, they're, they're basically the same person. That's how incompetent they are. I want to talk about Matos. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, brought to you by AJ Drywall Plasters Home Improvement. Call them today, 401-323-9252. Frame to finish basements, acoustical ceilings, new homes, 
additions, commercial rehabs, painting, remodeling. They can do it all. Look for them on Facebook, serving Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Maybe it's a home and office. Maybe they want to, you want to improve your garage. Maybe you really want to, oh, wow, look at all the space in the basement. Let's add on. Let's improve. Folks, AJ, drywall, plasters, and home improvement. Mark was going to call them. Call today for a free quote, 401-323-9252. I love they have the very identifiable red and white, um, which are great colors. And it really stands out. Family-run business. AJ Drywall Plasters and Home Improvement, 401-323-9252. Folks, good afternoon. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Let me also mention this portion of our program brought to you by Jamie's Power Wash. Hey, look at, he's another one. I share his Facebook page. What a difference, the before and after. Mildew, mold, the green stuff, algae, eight Jamie's Power Wash, Call today, 401-837-4545 for Jamie's Power Wash. And also one more before I tell you about tonight and really what's happening here. Ryan's Appliance Repair. When your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, 401-710-7096. 401-710-7096. Ryan's Appliance Repair. When your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Whether it's your washing machine or dryer, Saturday appointments are available or work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. It's Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Well, folks, the primary CD1 is next Tuesday. Never mind all these early voting, which has been a disaster because of the amount of uh, you know votes that have been wasted with this Don Carlson. But I am telling you what's also happening here. Now, Channel 12 is going to do the debate tonight, and then Channel 10 has a debate later in the week, but I think it's in the afternoon. I watched last Wednesday. It was the um, Providence Journal. It was a Rhode Island college, and they did a debate of them. And the dynamic that we have seen of McKee Matos, and McKee Matos last year during the campaign and everything, That has really changed. That has changed fundamentally with, number one, the McKee people feel that Matos stabbed him in the back when he fired Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott. Um, You can fault him for a number of different things. I'm not sure that's something to fault him on. But on top of that now, what this race for Congress has really shown is just how incompetent Sabina Matos is. And I want to go a step farther. It's it's the part that no one in the media will talk to. That no one in the media will talk about, excuse me. And what no one in the media will talk about <clears throat> is in fact that she 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 doesn't belong there in the first place. She's not good on her feet. And I, and I, I want to go a step farther here. I have noticed a pattern where Let's, let's just be really clear. This isn't being mean. This isn't, I'm not being, undo, I'm, I'm trying to be objective here. I've been, first of all, I've been saying that Aaron Ruggenberg is going to win this primary. Now, I do give credit to that Gabe Amos coming on strong. I, I know some people, Dan McGowan wrote a piece in the Boston Globe that Sandra Cano is coming on strong. It's possible. She's getting a lot of buzz in Pawtucket and Providence. To me, Ruggenberg just, he's got it nailed down. Maybe Gab. Ammo is coming on strong. Sounds like he could use more time. Matos, it sounds like she's going to finish fourth. Her campaign has been a disaster. She is incapable of raising money. She had the signature scandal. She had the press conference where she was crying, trying to make herself out to be a victim. She had a second press conference last week telling other people to drop out of the race. She is just, she doesn't have it. I'm not trying to be mean, but... I, I take issue with people that try to describe her as she's like a really smart person. I personally don't see it. Regenberg, who I disagree with, he's, he's sharp. He, he is. He's shrewd. I would never vote for him. He is far left, progressive, Bernie Sanders, communist, but he's not an idiot. 
Helena Folks. There were some things I disagreed with. Helena Folks is like so much smarter than Governor McKee. She is very shrewd, very intelligent, dedicated, gets it, just learned it a little too late. I also think she should have run for this congressional seat. But but Gabe Ammo, by all accounts, um, he was working in the White House, unless you're Clay, with no family connections like Clayboy Pell. Um, he also is smart. But Matos, what, what you may see highlighted tonight is there's a pattern. You, you can't ignore. The media won't touch it. Everyone tries to ignore it. But English is her second language. This is in real time debate. I'm not saying that if I was in a debate and it was in Spanish, I'm not saying that I would give perfect answers. I believe that if you sit down with her and she has a chance to read things and discuss with people, she gets a good comprehension from it. I have noticed, first of all, she's terrible on her feet. She has no political instincts. She's the lieutenant governor is a creation is what she is. But she's she's just she doesn't have it. She doesn't really have any good ideas. When, she, when she's left her own, she'll read whatever they put in front of her. And you watch tonight, she'll constantly be referring to her notes. But, but I wouldn't equate that to someone who is smart. Seth Magaziner, he's another one. I would never vote for him. But the first time I saw him debate was the general treasure race in 2014. And he tore Frank Caprio apart. He destroyed him in a debate. I was like, wow, who is this guy? I thought they should have been reversed. I thought Magazina should have been the one running for governor and Clayboy. I, th- I could tell right away he was so much better. Again, I don't agree with his issues, but I'm not so blinded that I just say they're terrible. Magazina is, is not an idiot. Some of the people that ran for Congress are not that bright and sharp. Joy Fox is someone. Um, there were a couple like that, but Matos, what you're about to see is not only is she being exposed, she has no instincts. There she is on the stage. They didn't prep her enough. Give Governor McKee a grade incomplete. She, if she, if they had written out for her, say a plus, she would have said a plus, but they didn't write it out for her. So she does, does not answer the question. They asked her about asking other people to drop out. She misunderstood, I think, language barrier and said, no, I, I'm not dropping out. That's, that wasn't the question. But, you know, um, but, but what is really going to, I'm already hearing, look at this, McKee wants to, he wanted her to win so he could replace her, Lieutenant Governor, with the person I kept hearing was he wanted the mayor of East Providence, Bob De Silva, to be then his new lieutenant governor. Um, but now, Matt, think of this. Governor McKee is going to be stuck with Matos. <laughs> Damage from the signature scandal. And, and by all accounts, like useless. But here's what I've heard is coming. And I'm going to write about this later on DePetro.com. I heard they're going to, you know, the days of her being with him at the press conferences coming to an end. Nope. Their relationship is going to mirror the type of relationship that Raimondo had with McKee, which was, no, you're not invited to anything. Out of sight, out of mind. I heard they're going to start to take away office space from her. She's got a lot of office space as lieutenant governor. Coming away and no more invites to all these press briefings. So what's also, to me, it's somewhat comical is now McKee is stuck with her. Like he actually did want her to run for Congress. Notice he hasn't endorsed her. He hasn't endorsed her. And I'll say this about Ruggenberg is as I've told you, McKee hates him. McKee hates him. They all do, (laughs) which is kind of comical. He also, Ruggenberg, should he hold on? See, I also think Gabe Ammo, and Sandra Cano, the state senator from Pawtucket, see they're canceling each other out. The problem the two of them are going to have on the Channel 12 debate stage tonight is there's too many people in the race. You know, Channel 12, I, I don't know. I think, I think they 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 it would have been the voters would be better served. You you don't need all these people on the stage, right? Like and and that who's who's on the stage tonight? I and I've met him. Like the city council guy 
John Gonzalez. He, he shouldn't be there. I mean, he has no shot. Um, that Anna Quezada, whatever, she, she shouldn't be there. She has no shot. That Walter Burbrick, uh, that, he seems like a nice guy. He left his job at the Naval War College. He, he shouldn't be there. He doesn't have a shot. So the, the fact of the matter is this debate tonight, uh, maybe if you wanted to make an argument for, for five, it really should be four. Um, that's another part of our system that is just, it makes no sense. Because the problem for Gabe Ammo, and I'll even throw in Sandra Cano, seems to be doing better. But, and I, again, I don't, I don't know that much about her. But, um, but the, the fact of the matter is, is that they, they're going to, it's impossible to try to gain ground because these other individuals start just taking up so much time. And so I, I, I don't believe in this. You know, some people feel if you declare you should be on that stage. I, I, don't, I don't agree with that. I don't think it, it serves the purpose. I think all they do is eat into the time. And there are, there are some people to me that have a fundamental misunderstanding. They think it's up to the media to get their word out. Um, I, don't, I don't agree on that. So Carlson is out. So you have Gabe Ammo. Here's another one. That's Stephanie Butte. She shouldn't be up there. She has no shot. I don't care. She doesn't belong there. Walter Burbrick. All these people are doing is they're taking up time. Sandra Cano, uh, another one, Steve Casey. I don't, he, the guy couldn't name one book he's read. Hey, Rep Casey, what, hey, when in doubt, always just say the Bible, right? He's on the debate stage. What They asked him, what book are you reading? Uh, he couldn't come up with a book. <laughs> he couldn't come up with any book. No one's, there's no way to check it. You could name any book. You could say Catcher in the Rye. No one's going to say you didn't read. They, 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 you come up with any, anything. Uh, I'm not a reader. When in doubt. I mean, that's like politics 101. When in doubt. Uh, I've been reading the Bible a lot. Something. They're going to, I didn't know, they're going to let Spencer Dickinson on the stage? Well, then this is a joke. Oh, wait a minute. No, that's the, 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 the Republicans. Okay. Terry Flynn is also running. John Gonsalves doesn't belong there. Gary Leonard's in the primary. Matos. Anna Quazada. Reaganberg, Alan Waters is another one. I don't think they're on the stage. I don't think they qualified. We'll have to wait and see. You know, the only thing I can say about Casey is um, unless he's got an unbelievable ground game of ballot harvesting. Other than that, I, I don't see it. I, I know that I, I, maybe if, if he's got momentum, it's... It's a silent momentum. I'll say that. It's it's not readily apparent if, in fact, he has any momentum. Um, but here's what we're going to do. Now, folks, it's 12.59. Donna Perry joins us next hour. We're going to talk a little bit about the race for president in 2024. Nikki Haley is on the rise. Um, it's also interesting. DeSantis is off the campaign trail down in Florida dealing with the hurricanes, Plus, he had the shooter, the um, the shooting in Jacksonville. President Trump, his legal calendar is filling up. <clears throat> Nikki Haley is um, is on the rise. So that's next hour. CD debate tonight. And then I will be doing Facebook. Anticipate doing it. We'll do it later. Folks, again, what we're going to do, it's the John DePietro Show. Remember, next hour is on the radio, AM 1380 or 99.9 FM. Or remember, you can listen online at the website, DePietro.com. We're going to break for the one o'clock news, Donna Perry. Next hour, it's all right here on WNRI Winsocket, W260DC. W-N-R-I.